You are you are here, Brandon. <laughs> I am here. It's not it's not uh, you as as uh, the new administration. <laughs> no, it, it is not me here as the new administration. Uh, it appears you have a different background. What what is going on? Tell me tell me what is occurring. What is happening? So, uh, so what ended up happening is uh, there was a shift in what was going on with the work setup. So the way that my home is set up is initially with the previous administration, my basement office was kind of my man cave sort of scenarios where I played all my video games, what have you. And when the new administration moved in, there was a request for a shared working space, which was totally fine. So we had a shared office and you know, we would joke around and like everything was good and we had a good time. But I think eventually they needed daylight. So, because what this is, is a that? basement. So, like what? the only, <laughs> right. <coughs> Excuse me. So, the only way for them to get daylight was to move to an upstairs bedroom. So, we had a guest room that was just kind of a catch-all for everything that had happened since she moved in and, you know, kind of a, like, we never really used it for what it was intended for. So we cleaned all that out, got everything scrubbed down, painted it, um, put up a whole, like, bright turquoise accent wall on the whole nine. Yeah, so she got to design her office and, like, had this really, really sweet moment where, where you know, I'm like, what do you put on, you know, what do you want to put up on the walls? She's like, I, I don't know. And she has like all of this art and all this stuff that she wants to put up. But this idea that she now has a permanent space that is hers, that she can design and set up the way she wanted. And she was like, I guess we'll get like a bunch of those 3M strips. And I was like, lady, I own the house. We're fucking putting nails on the wall. I'm like, stop it. We're good. <laughs> like, this is my house. <laughs> right. Yes. But like, it's this, this permanence of like, no, it's fine. Like, Art's on the wall. Desk is here. Yeah, so like we even, we even repurposed my old desk, um, like a simple Ikea table that I had painted. So we sanded that down, uh, refinished it, set it. So this way, now she has a big L desk in, in her office. Now she's got fancy. TV set up in the corner. And like, yeah, so she got to design her setup exactly how she wanted. Because I was like, what do you want? Like, we can... We can do whatever you'd like. This is your space. Let's set it up. So then in turn, when she left this office, it got me thinking I should redesign everything. So then I decided that the way that I had had my previous setup is, you know, it was like my, my computer, my desk faced the wall. And then I had like the backdrop of like my bathroom door. So great. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm setting my desk up. So this way it's got a clean backdrop on it. I've got kind of a command setter thing going on here. Yeah, the so lighting like I, looks great. I up and got, so I have a little pineapple and everything. Too. So I've got a bit of accent lighting and I'm hanging art up everywhere and like got my new board. So I'm, I'm kind of setting up the whole space and then in hopes that maybe in a month or two, I'll slide one of the, I even like drug a shelf over from the back of the basement, mm -hmm. uh, like these metal organizing, like half size shelves drug it in here to get like a more industrial look to do some storage in here and like yeah. some things out. so I think I'm going to scoot some things over with hopes that at some point soon a rather fancy uh, Roland electric drum kit is going to come in here and I'm going to start Ooh, banging it out yeah electric so, 
Well, yeah, because I live in I live in a duplex. Nice. So nice, I, nice, I nice, do nice. have to be kind to my neighbors. Like <laughs> I, I want to, right, yeah. Like I want a full on Phil Collins, Dave Grohl, Pete, you know, like Keith Moon, but I can't and still be courteous to my neighbors because also yeah. like they have a baby and everything. Like I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. But I figure this would let me have all of the experience with it, not get a crap crap one. So this way, like if I decided to set it up somewhere, I could actually use it and start digging into it but now that i have the space for it it's it's now feeling like a reality where i'm like <sighs> and yeah. it makes it easier to record because you don't have to like worry about mic placement and all Locking that other bullshit yeah. you just like uh-huh. plug in one thing out to the Ooh. other you yeah. you you miss the the sound engineer's plight of of proper microphone placement but also you don't have to go then purchase like eight sm 48 or 50, what is it? 48, 45, I don't know. You don't have to buy a bunch of mics and, and put them all over the place. <laughs> right, yeah. And I, I don't want to do any of that first and foremost. So like... I mean, it is it is fun. Sure, okay. But, and, but, that's, and that's fine. But, but like, like <laughs> most likely, like the next, the next step if there was one to be had yeah. is maybe switching out some of the art that is in front of me in this corner that may be creating a small echo and adding some sound deadening and stuff like that. But for right now, that's not really the goal. The goal was to switch some things around. I think maybe camera setup might be the next big thing. Yeah. Try and get myself nice and pretty, maybe get one of your fancy ass lights or whatever it is. And the lighting setup's a little different. So I'm kind of playing around with things. I I realized that it it looks nicer than it was before. You don't look like you're in a basement. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. It this feels like an intentional YouTube space to me. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's the SM57 microphone that you would be buying, unless you wanted to get like a a set of like uh, Neumann. No, never mind. I'm just no, no, no. I, back to my I, uh, like, audio engineering days with John. I was gonna say, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> to to my understanding, for right now, at least for podcasting purposes, I think the Yeti works just fine. Yeah. So. I think as far as that works, I'm not really worried about it. I think visually would be the only, would be like the next step if there was one to be had here. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where my head is with that. But that's been kind of, in turn, Jamie, that's what I've been geeking about this week because it was literally a like, we set off to this plan Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. where like she came to me like we were both sitting here in the office and she looks at me she's like hey you threw this idea out there just in passing were you serious and i was like yeah we can do whatever you want like cool and by that evening we had paint and all the supplies and everything else like that and we were just staying up so like saturday night i think i was up till like three painting oh nice um yeah so hell yeah hell yeah getting yeah. shit done and it's done, man. And then making, the plus side is, is now, I, and this is going to be a burn on the previous administration, but frankly, I don't care. Fuck that shit. It's, Fuck that shit. It's Say it. nice. Say your mind. Say your mind. It is really nice because we also picked up a bunch of supplies to do the rest of the upstairs because I had repainted the living room and the kitchen, redone the kitchen cabinets. Like I've, I've done a whole laundry list since I've moved in, but the thing that I hadn't really tackled was the stairwell going up to the upstairs and that hallway upstairs. And the problem is like going up in the stairwell, there's this like gigantic straight ceiling area where there's no jut over, like no cutout or anything else like that. So it's trying to figure out logistically how we were going to work that out. 
And when I was with the previous administration, there was no help. There, none. Like all, all home projects fell on me to, you know, budget and purchase and manage and yada and yada and yada. And now the, the thing is like, hey, so how much do you think this will cost? And there's a discussion. Yeah. And then there's a sharing of the cost. And then there's <laughs> a share of the workload. And I am admittedly- What's that like, Brandon? <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I didn't know how to react to it. So like I was almost kind of dismissive of it where I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got this. And then yeah. like she kind of looked at me. She's like, dude, we're doing this together so just kind of strap in and get used to it. And yeah. once I accepted this theory, all of a sudden I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Help. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Who, who knew that help was helpful? <laughs> who knew that help is helpful? Uh, just like water is wet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knew that getting help to set up a space beforehand when you're trying to accomplish another task after that setup is set could make your life easier, Brandon Chalmers. Yeah. Who, who yeah, knew? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Hey, uh, random question about the microphone because you brought it up. Can you hear any of this? The squeaking from the chair? I cannot. Cool. All right. Then I won't worry about it then. I cannot. And it's because the mic microphone is closer to your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, and you're I not do pumping have a up little bit of stage volume. experience. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do understand how a microphone works. Yeah. But I think um, I think because you you don't it, if it's closer you don't have to pump the volume as much or the gain as much yeah. and then yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get all that ambient bullshit. So right. Yeah. Well, I I also project like a son of a bitch. So yeah. that's not a problem. Yeah, I can fill the space. Well, uh, now it's time to start your own YouTube channel, uh, talking about uh, I don't know whatever you want to fucking talk about. Because who cares? Because you might as well. I think what everyone's home. I think what I'm gonna do is just reaction videos to like, uh, I don't know, SoundCloud rap. Because I, I have to believe that there's like, I've, I've seen it go the other way super hard where everybody's like, I've never, I saw one pop up the other day where it was like, uh, I hear Black Sabbath's War Pigs for the first time. And I'm like, <sighs> look, there's an incredibly large culture <laughs> gap in America. And yeah. I'm not exactly surprised by it, but at the same time, like, yeah that feels like a no brainer to me. And it's like, because you're a white dude and black Sabbath is your goddamn bread and butter. Like, no, yeah. yes. Yeah. Be because before they showed how racist they could be, you listened to 79.9 on the radio dial all the time. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, not wrong. Yeah. Uh, poor 98 rock. Like before, before 98 rock had us on and insulted me to my face. That was great. That was a good day. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so making it go the other way, I think, because you'll find people who'll be like, that, that, that dude's never heard of them? What the fuck? <laughs> and so, like, to have yeah, it go the other and way. That's, that's what cool. I'm convinced is there's, there's going to be... Now, I, I'm concerned that there is not going to be an interest, and frankly, there probably shouldn't be, of what my opinion is of hip-hop. But, you know, yeah. I, and at this point, though, that, that shows probably just how out of touch I am that I'm calling it hip-hop, and I have no idea if it even qualifies yeah. because I am so, like, unknown to the different genres of rap. Well, there's, like, there's, there's, you can also expand it to, like, world music because, 
like because um spotify has a whole world music selection and so you can yeah. just like you know do the globe thing pick a country and say all right let's let's listen to like See, but that's the thing is i i'm convinced that no one like i'm not gonna draw in viewers from other countries sure yeah <laughs> yeah like the the only the dangerous part is i have to figure out what sort of por- like what's the persona that i put out there am i just generic nondescript white dude or <laughs> do i like throw a flannel on and be like okay so here's kind of my pedigree which is really more of my wheelhouse sort of thing yeah yeah um or do I like go grab the overalls from upstairs and make sure I've got a sleeveless shirt and be like, all right, man, here what we gonna do, right? We're gonna get down and I'm gonna break down the last, I don't know, six months of Wiz Khalifa stuff. Like that's what we're gonna do. Just just rapid fire. You gotta you gotta go hard into the bulmer. You got cause that's something you never hear on YouTube. No one we don't have Balmer <laughs> representation. We don't have the Balmer brand and accent. Like you don't have to do it all the time, but you slip it in here every once in a while and be like, you know, them 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 boys is them boys is all right. <laughs> you what, Jamie? This beat this beat fucks. Like ain't no way around it. It just it, it I mean it like like I, I got my aunt's real sweet, right? But she's real loose. So like, like she gets down. So like, it, I feel also inappropriate because like this is the reference. For, like when we're at the A's game, right? And the you A's. get right past, right? Yeah. When you, when you get right past seven in the stretch, and they're like they play like you know, thank God I'm a country boy, and then they play Cotton Eye Joe, right? And my she gets down, like just, damn, damn, just damn, damn, damn. Just, Damn. Damn. Um, so there's a there's an old white lady, um, and I've seen clips of her on YouTube, and she she does karaoke at she does karaoke at bars and stuff, and she always picks Missy Elliott songs. And she carries this like fucking ho- like this long horn from some kind of stag or something, and she's busting out like Missy Elliott rhymes, and Lil' Kim saw it and forwarded it over to Missy Elliott, and they were just having a blast. And so like she follows this woman, Missy, Missy follows her and she continues to like, like, this is her thing now. She goes around and she like, before COVID and everything, yeah, she was, she COVID, was, right. yeah, she was hitting up places and like trying to build her presence. And like, she had her own YouTube channel explaining how much she loved Missy and just like talking about like, it's been wild to have all these followers and new people talk to me and all this kind of stuff. So like, you could do that, but for Balmer. <laughs> <laughs> Put Balmer on the map because people don't know. I I grew up here, and I didn't know until I got out of like and met people from Baltimore. So you know, but, well, I, right? And that's the thing though is like you grew up where like Rockville, Bethesda, technically, yeah, which is which is closer to like it's like the DC. DC that that t- like that's that's my wheelhouse. Right. Out, yeah. Outside I, of the I Beltway, you more DC than Baltimore. Yeah. Outside of the Beltway, I, pff, until that's, like. Out of college, I never went outside the Beltway except for maybe right. Otakon and Baltimore, uh, the Baltimore Aquarium and shit like that. But like, mm-hmm. the, you know, before I started hanging out with Nick and y'all, I didn't know I didn't know there was a Balmer accent. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, the, and the weird and the weird thing is like, anytime I would hear the national anthem and it gets to the part where everyone says, "Oh,", oh I thought yeah. that was part of the national anthem. 
Like I grew up in Maryland <laughs> where that thing was still a thing. And yet I didn't know its connection to the, the oh, Orioles God. and it, like all. So I don't know. Maryland and, and the Baltimore accent and the Baltimore accent but, and all that shit. Oh yeah. But by, by the way, quick aside, um, the best, best time to go to an O's game is when Toronto's playing because when the Blue Jays are there, they have to do the Canadian national anthem and that starts with an O. So hey. you better believe, oh, Canada. <laughs> and just, then you start getting real excited for when they start coming around. Like, I'm convinced no one, including anyone from Canada, actually knows the words to the Canadian national anthem. But everyone, they hit that O. Actually, you can hit an O. And if there's one thing that we can do to bridge the countries, it's that O. Because that's, that's it. You better believe. I will be arm in arm with a fucking Blue Jays fan. Yeah. Just doing the Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I yeah. I think I don't I don't know if you're gonna get a lot of subscribers, but I don't give a shit. I need to see <laughs> this. You've got a nice setup, you got some lights. Yeah, you, you know, fuck it. You can record on your you can record on your camera. And then take it out of the um, SD oh, card. Oh yeah, that's and right. Then, yeah, yeah, and then like actually edit. You don't need the the live feed. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh fucking Brandon. Uh, can you can you hit me with the intro in your best Balmeries? or gentlemen's boys and or girls and anything that you represent um for one i'm proud of you stay strong two welcome one and all to the fucking do a cast part of the hard knock media podcasting network that means n-o-c as in nerds of color tell them where the website like Okay, so so you start up, right? Fire up a Google machine, right? Up in the top, right? See the, the logo's on the other side, and you already signed in your sister's email. Never mind that. Go over to the bar, right? HTTP, colon, double backslash, and then www dot, and then what? what's the... Hardknockmedia.com. That's knock as an N-O-C, nerds of color. We can find all sorts of great podcasts about uh, ethnicity, representation, entertainment, fun stuff. If you're listening to Keith's podcast, it's all about Batman and how much he loves Hamilton. And then uh, you get to us. We're kind of like your, your and run, like, you know, all of these yeah. fine people and then and run. <laughs> right, yeah. So, Jamie, the best comparison I can come up with, right, is – we're the old bay of podcasts, right? Because you, you <laughs> no may bay, not no think <laughs> you may not think that it works, but all of a sudden you're like, well, crabs, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, pizza, sure. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, popcorn, definitely. And now we're covering the snack gamut, baby. Like that's where we're at. 
<laughs> no bay, no way. Shake no it off. Bay, no way. Just go ahead. Just just can up that fucking do a cast and just sprinkle it on just a little bit here and there. I'm gonna make a tea. You, Jamie. I'm gonna make we a tea spring for us, and we're gonna have no bay, no way shirt. No bay, no way. <laughs> oh my god! Someone's probably already done that, uh, but I don't oh, give a shit. Hundred percent. I've, I've totally seen that on a shirt. No, I mean, it's yeah, it's I not original, believe me. I don't give a shit. We're going to have our own version of it. <laughs> no way, no way, fucking do it, cat. <laughs> that's really what it should be. The fucking do it, cast. No way, no, bae, no, no way. way. <laughs> shit, man. When when this is over, get, we're, was... we're going to have a crab. We're going to have a sponsored crab feast somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know how, but we're going to sponsor a crab feast. It might be at Keith's house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, Jamie, we can also get like custom crab mallets made and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Yeah. Talk to me after the show. We're going to merchandise <laughs> the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, bay, <Yeah>. no way. <laughs> I was saying, and we definitely Falcon. don't know artists who can design things and or <laughs> letterers who could help out with that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure we could figure that sort of thing out. We'll have mallets. It'd be like, you know, mallets. I, I, there's got to be some dumb fucking, fucking mallet it or whatever. Fucking crack it. <laughs> fucking crack it. <laughs> fucking crack it. Oh, man. Uh, so, Brendan. Uh, Bre- yeah. Why did I call you Brendan? Brandon. I, I, I assume because you, like Brandon. me, have an absolute love of the Mummy franchise and Brendan Fraser. And we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Just- own it it's all right like they got out of hand after a while but that first one that first one that first one is a delightful superior to the tom cruise mummy whatever the fuck that was superior not exactly in all fairness not a difficult bar (laughs) true true like i yeah brendan fraser is capable of a lot of things but i don't want to just just pigeonhole him into being like, well, he's better than Tom Cruise in that really awful movie. It's like, yeah, so are a lot of people. Like, yeah. <laughs> my, my refrigerator, my refrigerator physically runs better than Tom Cruise does. So it's not a high bar to beat Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyway, ever since lockdown, ever since the Black Lives Matter protests, I've been trying to find stories of positivity in these dark, dark times. And I, I am telling you this week, I, I just about gave up. Like it's, it's been <laughs> a long fuck week. <laughs> Jesus fuck Christ. And even the, 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 the light of positivity I have is, is comes with many, 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 many caveats. Um, so before we went on air, um, the, the postmaster general, put out a statement, the office of the postmaster general put out a statement saying that they will, they will cease implementing the proposed changes to the system until after the election to ensure people that they will to, to ensure confidence in sending in your ballots and all that kind of stuff. So they're going to stop implementing all the changes that they have been making for the past umpty squat months. What the statement doesn't have in it, and this is, this is the, the shit salad that comes with all good pieces of news, we don't know whether or not they are going to actively roll back any of those changes. We don't know if they're going yeah. to put those mailboxes back or put those, mach- those sorting machines back into the buildings. So, no. 
why, why would they? They'd spend more money doing that than they would anything else. Yeah. If so, anything, that's just an acceptance that what they've done is enough. Yeah. So, which is a terrifying thought in and of itself. So that's, that's, that's the news I got. That, that, that was the bright spot. At least it, it won't, it's bad and the damage is done and people still haven't been getting their meds on time. And like, you know, it, but, at, but it stops. So at least someone, someone there, uh, some, some of our complaints have been getting through. There are a whole bunch of states that are still going to fucking sue. Um, the Postmaster General is going to appear before Congress next Monday. Uh, which is which, what I think this is really about, by the way, is to soften the blow of that. Yeah. So he's like, well, I, I stopped. What, what, what else do you fucking want? And right. I, think, I think they should still go both barrels on him. And it's interesting, the timing of it, because next week is when the RNC has their convention bullshit. Um, yeah. So they're going to have the convention. They're going to have the Postmaster General up on the stand. Uh, this week is the DNC National Convention stuff. Um, from all reports I've heard, Michelle killed it. I didn't bother looking it up because I, uh, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm just so fucking just. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we talked about this earlier and I, yeah. I asked the question I always ask. Who is this for? Yeah, well, the these these conventions are definitely to rah rah stir up the base and get the basics excited because it's not no like no one at this point no no geo no one in the GOP is going to tune in to the DNC conference. Right. No one right. on the DNC conference is going to tune into what the GOP says. Like right, but, so and this, maybe it's for the middle. Is, I don't know. Yeah, but the, I don't know anyone who really needs to be sold on this that would be sold by the DNC. Yeah, And I got to be honest with you, at a certain point, I asked the question, shouldn't this effort, shouldn't these finances, shouldn't all of these things be put into real actionable focus on the task at hand? Wouldn't the money for this digital convention that they're spending be better placed somewhere else? Target ads, hell, a transit system for you know, uh, low-income voters who have trouble getting to polling places, yeah, because actually, they're taking out polling places. Yeah, like, could that we would not be take tremendous. The, what I assume to be, let's say this thing costs them half a million dollars to to do, right? And probably did more than that because there were probably convent, there were probably contracts that they have to honor regardless of the pandemic. Yeah, I think I think part of that might be. Like, I think a lot of these things are set up years in advance with the intention that, like, the convention is set up so that you pick the, nom the nominee. And right, but that, but that yeah, hasn't but I, happened in how long? But I think that's why, that, that's why they have to hold some sort of thing. Now, this year has been fucked, so I don't know, like, if there were contracts they could have canceled or things they could have done. Like, I agree with you. Like, the 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 concentration should be on getting out the vote and getting people to the polls and serving underserved communities because ever since yeah. the Voting Rights Act got kiboshed, like Southern districts have been taking out polling places left and right. I mean, you saw the lines at that in Georgia. That was fucking in Alabama. Right. And just like Right, yeah. Like where, where is the actionable stuff for that? And especially during a pandemic, yeah. having, you know, hiring just conversion vans. Renting yeah. as many conversion vans now yeah. under contract to get them available and paying drivers for a day to provide this. 
Yeah. You want a ride? Cool. Hop on this website, schedule your time, and we'll send someone by within the within, you know, a let's be reasonable, hour and a half window. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who still need to get picked up and what have you, but yeah. we ask that you're available, I don't know, for an hour, hour and a half for this time to be picked up. Yeah. And, and if you don't have up, a mask taken to your Right. Yeah. If you don't have a mask, you won't we'll, be picked up. We'll, or we'll we'll provide it. We'll we'll bring as many as we can. Hell yeah. Before, yeah. Like, where's disposable vote, masks vote, to put vote on masks? Everybody. Like we'll marker vo- like I voted on the masks or whatever instead of just sure. stickers. You get the mask. Like, you know, I yeah. But yeah, if you're I, if you're like, standing in line, we need poll workers to hand out water and shit. Like, yeah. I well I, yeah, and and there now there's an issue with some of this stuff because. To my understanding, legally speaking, you can't have people handing uh, out water yeah. and stuff like that to work for the right, individual right, right, parties right. because it's considered voter intimidation. Yeah. But I think they can, at the very least, go and drop them off. Yeah. And I think if you openly make a statement also to say that we want you to vote no matter who you vote for. Yeah. Yeah, you're voting for Trump. Yeah. That's fine. We will we pick want you, up. you to still con- Yeah, we'll pick you up like anyone else. Yeah, and we'll drop you off at the polling place. And when you're done, there'll be vans to go back. We'll have no more than I don't know four people per van to try and limit exposure. And we'll send you back. And we'll try and do it by I don't know distance or something like that. And we'll have polling people. You know, we'll have people there. You basically walk over and you say, "How far away do you live?" Yeah. And you give them your address. And then they basically go, okay, well, you all are in, you know, five miles from here. And ideally, the polling places, everyone should be relatively close. So the, the drive shouldn't be very far. In ideally. Theory. Yeah, ideally. Theory. <laughs> but you can very easily stagger it and just say, hey, okay, so there's a long van and you just rotate. And you basically just go, yeah. okay, we're going to send a long van for people that are 15 miles away 10 miles away, five miles away, and just rotate them. Yeah. Like, also, you're trying to tell me that the, the, the DNC can't find a logistics manager to figure out a rotating schedule? Nobody's out of work that, that understands how to do logistics <laughs> who can pick up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, pay I, that guy five grand and move the fuck on. Yeah, I, I, really, think, I really think they need to be doing more, more now than ever, more grassroots stuff now than ever, because even, even if even if there's there anything comes out of these hearings next week, which there won't, I, I fucking doubt. Um, there's there's still going to need to be an effort to get people to vote, whether by mail yeah. or to drive them to the polls. And like you know, maybe maybe they they also send out people to to give people um, like a, a pamphlet about like this is how you can ensure that your ballot gets to to the post office. Like yeah, you know, all this kind of stuff. Fuck, fuck the bell to the post office. How about sending out a mail or individual based on your postal district or based on your state of, hey, here's your polling places. Here are the drop-off centers for your ballots. Yeah. If you and- are worried about your vote not getting there, you can drop it off at drop boxes located at these locations. Yeah, and, and these are the dates. These there. are the locations. Like, have right, a yeah, map. and you just... Yeah, and you literally just print up how many registered Democrats are in this district. Okay, cool. And yeah. you just print and send them. You just yeah. you send them. Yeah. Like and and that's and that's what the that's what the DNC thing could have been. It could have been a bunch of pre-recorded shit like this and then like, you know, people people saying like every, everything 
ends with like a call to action. Like this is what we can do. This is what we I, are doing. This is what we're building. Because it it's like maybe save maybe, the money. I don't need the telethon. Yeah, yeah save the I money. I don't need the telethon. Maybe you maybe you need to to spend money for a website where you can host all of these videos or whatever. But like. I agree why, with you. The money, right? The but money why? Be- but why have the videos? This is what I was talking about before when we were talking about basically like them setting this false equivalency bar. Yeah. Why feed the beast that way? Why? Yeah. Like, what? Why give them anything? Why not just say, given the current global pandemic, the concerns about the USPS, and you know, uh, issues involving unemployment, our focus is to make sure that your voices are heard and that you have all the information you need. And literally just, here's a website, here's what's going on, and then that's it. Back to your regularly scheduled programming, and then they send out things, and send them out to every voter, regardless of political affiliation, Yeah, where to b- drop off your Where ballot. to drop because off, what the dates are, pe- what right, the People may are. be pissed off about it, but God knows, what happens if you get your ballot, and you're a hardcore Trump voter? But you're worried about COVID. You know what I mean? I have to believe there's a demographic of that. Yeah. And you're worried about your vote making it in. And you live in a swing state. Yeah. And the DNC sends out a thing. Where's your polling place? And now you get a chance to see it. And it's up on your refrigerator. Yeah. And every time you pass by it to go make your lunch in the morning or whatever it is, you see it. See that DNC logo and you make a scoff or whatever it is. And then the day comes when you're ready to go drop that ballot off and you grab that thing off the fridge and you see the DNC logo and you go, well, at least they're cool about that. Yeah. And that little bit can go a long way. Yeah. Because it's going to save you possibly from being a shit poster online yeah. or being crappy to one of your nieces or nephews <laughs> or just being genuinely less shitty in traffic. Like, yeah. fucking pay forward. And that, and that would just that would show such a great contrast between between the 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 RNC and the DNC it would be it would be and they would get a lot more coverage because yeah. by not having the thing and by saying this is why we're not having it it's not safe but also we're going to focus our efforts on getting every single american to the poll regardless of party affiliation because it's it's your, it's, it's your right to vote and it should be you know Get him out. It's, a, it's, out, the, out. it's a knockout punch that Ali never threw because he didn't have to. Yeah. It's, it's showing a bit of class yeah. in, a, in, in combat. It's, it's this like, yeah. I don't need to hit you when you're down. I don't, I don't have to do it. Yeah. You can go ahead and flounder. I'm going to stand tall. If you get back up, we'll go toe to toe. But yeah. I will not hurt you on the way down. We will not be that party. I will stand up. I will defend myself. I will do this. But there's a certain point where I'm just being a dick. I don't have to be a dick. Yeah. Meanwhile, the RNC is really leaning into their dickishness. Do you, did you see the story about the, the lawyer couple who was brandishing guns at protesters, like Black Lives Matter uh, protesters and stuff? Not, not recently. I mean, I saw when that happened. They, they are going to be speaking at the RNC convention. Uh, do, you, do you remember the, that high school kid who was like getting in, in the face of a, a Native American? When yeah, that, that real smug motherfucker. That smug motherfucker. He is also being invited to speak at the RNC convention. What is so, he going to say? Uh, I'm white, I'm privileged, and I get to make shitty faces to people because America's made for me, fam. Well, no, I mean, I know what he's going to grandstand about. It'll be about First Amendment rights. First Amendment rights. I could see what I want to. It's America. No, fine, good, good, fine. You, yeah. you 
Yes, you can. Yeah. You can. And fuck it. I support sending his smug ass out there. Cool. <laughs> Great. Like, I don't care. But this is, this is kind of the whole point that I have about these things. I don't think, I think people at this point are single issue voters. Yeah. Depending on what it is. And it's whatever is most on fire when you go to vote. At the moment. Yeah. If, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like if you're on the fence about this and you're worried about the pandemic and how things were handled or whatever it is, or unemployment or social security or Medicare and Medicaid or whatever it is that, that, that is your hot button topic or religion or I don't know, I, an existential crisis about, you know, your minority status and, and your, you know, your insecurity about what the future is going to bring or trying to roll the clock, whatever the thing is, it's rare if you are more than a two or three topic voter because mm-hmm. there's this tipping point where there's this one thing that you're like, yeah, we can debate about this. This is not for fucking debate. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. And I don't think these conventions do anything more then turn into a cheerleading squad. Like That's, it's not yeah. how it used to be. It's not like people going, it's not like it was even in the fifties, in the sixties, it still wasn't this way. It's, it's this, this idea of like, you know, Eisenhower not wanting to get reelected and then basically going, I'll be on the ballot if my party wants me to <laughs> and not campaigning. Just, <laughs> Why aren't you out doing fucking press conferences, Dwight? <laughs> well, I'm fucking president, so I got shit to do. Yeah, like, I'm working, bitch. <laughs> wait, yeah. Hey, I don't know if you realize this, but y'all motherfuckers elected me to do a job. And before that, I did a bunch of shit in the military. I understand that there's only 24 hours in the day, and this fucking job's a 40-hour-a-day job. Yeah. So I got to export some of this shit. And I, I have got work. Hand with you. Yeah, like... Yeah. I don't have the time to cup your nuts and make you feel better while going, we care about America. No shit. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> of course you do. Of course we all should because we all fucking live here. Yeah. Like, I get that. Okay, cool. But, like, I don't need this dog and pony show. Like, genuinely, actually, fuck it. I wish it was a dog and pony show. At least... If we had a dog show, we could do John O'Hurley fucking announcing the entire DNC. And we just literally talk about, and you know, and we introduce guests in, in well, no, now the working class. <laughs> the income rates from so-and-so to so-and-so who pretend to live in the these prime demographics. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now a representative from the Rust Belt. Yeah. And just... <laughs> And have them like prance around the stage and get. Yeah, and we literally just have that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We like good haunches, we basically good let. Like, yeah, and that's the idea. Lose so you, a little work. You you take your senator has to go out right <laughs> and prance you around, and they got to do that speed trot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to be like, and I want you in tassels because nothing's better than one of those real long, like like a Chesapeake Bay Retriever yeah. with that beautiful long hair and just. Trot, 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 trot. And you get the fucking wavy curls and everything. I want to see them tassels. Like, I want every fucking <laughs> to dress like this. Just yes. just looking like Macho Man at WrestleMania. Just just in the air. Yeah, just just waving it about. Just waving it about. Oh, glorious. Good TV. Glorious. Because right now, the only good TV are the balloons. That's it. Like, yeah. West Wing got it right. It's the balloons. I- 
It's yep. the balloons. You're, you're and, right. And in turn, Clinton being amazed by balloons like a cat's amazed by balloons. Just yeah. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you're, right. I, you're right. I, I don't know who this is for. Like, you're right. I, you you want to be a part of the people and you want to represent them. You actually do the thing that can do any real change. Fuck all this glad handing and posturing and everything else like that. You stand tall and you say, hey, so we've decided to do this. And frankly, you hold a press conference that's free and you let the networks fucking run it because they're going to end up picking apart these speeches anyway. That's all I saw on my YouTube news feed was the clips of, of Michelle's speech. Fine. What does she need all this grandstanding for? She can fucking publish that shit on YouTube herself. Yeah. What what stops her from just throwing that out there? Why do we need to wait for this this rah rah flag waving BS? Because yeah. it's not like we had because we start this this vetting process so early. There's no convention where everyone gets to get together and we literally have Kamala and Cory Booker, and Buttigieg, and Yang, and Warren, and Klobuchar, and like, yeah. and Biden, and have them all, and all the others I missed, and I apologize if I missed your person, but put them all, and basically like, when you get to the convention, there should be probably three or four names that should be at the top of this ticket, that should be real, strong-ass contenders, and then you should let them fucking vote. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let the primaries happen, but for fuck's sake, why drag these things out? Who the hell cares about primaries anymore now? This primary system's useless at this point. That's true. Because it basically, like, everything petered out in what? Five? Yeah, it was, yeah. Shit, when did they all throw in for Biden? I don't remember. It was it was way pre Super Tuesday. Like it was, it, it was like twenty five years ago. <laughs> it yeah, twenty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's it, it's it's <laughs> when Biden sat sat in Congress and basically questioned a woman about whether or not she was sexually harassed and didn't believe her. That's when it happened. That's when but it anyway. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, not mad. Anyway. Uh, anyway, wow, this has gone off the rails. Well, Brandon Chalmers, uh, what are you geeking on besides uh, the new look? The new look. <laughs> what are you geeking on? Uh, also, I, I have no idea what it, any of this bullshit is for. You're right. They should stop. But yes, what are you geeking on? Besides? <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I geeking on right now? I think really I'm what I'm geeking on right now is... Yeah... But it's mostly to hang out, right? This, this is, you know what? That's what I'm geeking out about. I, and, I, and I call it less geeking and more panic because I hit a wall this week. Oh, so no. I, I managed to go and get gainful employment. Yeah. Awesome. Um, while it is contract employment, I am very thankful for that. Um, my heart goes out to everyone who is still looking for employment. Um, it's a tough, tough hustle. Um, but in turn, what that did is it also, it allowed me to breathe for a minute. And then I had this pause where I, you know, I, I looked at my better half and I'm like, we should try and spend a little time and get out of the house. Go, go try and decompress. We've been super smart with our money. We've been trying to pinch our pennies. We've been trying not to spend unnecessarily. We've been trying to be smart about everything, but 
we're finally at the point now where I'm ready to take a breath and we've got basically like two weekends because I'm supposed to start Monday. We got two weekends to basically kind of do the thing because she works during the week. So, okay. So reasonably I can't expect her to take off, but we've got two weekends and there's this realization that like, because I can't trust other people to behave even in public, I can't go and even like, I worry about going hiking. Yeah. Like I, I, I do like what a, I'm on the trail. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's one of those things where like, I, I feel like I can't go anywhere and it really sucks. And I feel like I really hit the wall of like, well, uh, I'm real frustrated. And then <clears throat> like trying to kick that and trying to stay in a good mood and then trying to wrap my head around what is the new normal and like you and I talk almost every day on video chat, not mm-hmm. like other than the podcast, just kind of like a daily kind of like, Hey man, how we doing? Yeah. Um, and that's definitely helped my, my, my mental status of like, cool. I'm having verbal communication <laughs> and seeing a face of somebody who I don't live with. I mean, it's an important <clears throat> thing though. Like it, it helps keep everyone sane. Yeah. But I'm having a lot of trouble trying to figure out like we're, we're playing destiny now and you know, we're doing that kind of on the regular and that's been really nice. And at the same time, like I found myself over the last couple of days kind of being like, I'm not really enjoying this the way I want. And I don't know how to find something new and not lose everybody in that sense. And I'm worried about mm-hmm. isolation <clears throat> And this, you know, this kind of like self-isolation that happens of like, well, I'm not supposed to be doing a thing. So then I'll just sit here and then I'll go work on my stuff and then. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to do with it. Well, the, uh, yeah. The nice thing about like the, the, well, at least gaming wise is you could play a completely different game and still be on the chat with us and just shoot. Yeah, I get that. But like, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't found any games that I'm really super into. Yeah. Like, this has been the problem is I, I haven't really, like, my desire to play video games has been steadily declining over the years. Like, I don't think I'm going to buy a PS5. Like, I just, I, I don't see the purpose in it. Yeah. And it's, there's a very real concern for me of, like, now that I've left Art Fight and now that I'm debating not buying the PS5 to be able to keep track of people, it's like, okay, my lack of interest in these things a byproduct of it while it's still healthy to be like, yes, it's time for me to move on from this thing because I'm not being collaborative and it's time for me to not spend money on something I don't necessarily need so that I can try and keep up with everybody is now also a self-isolation issue. Yeah. And because I lose the ability given the pandemic to just fucking see people, they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I find myself getting growingly uncomfortable, like more and more uncomfortable with what's going on on my phone when I see people hanging out and going out and doing things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like it, this, this goes back to my issue with what happened with my job in the first place. And I find myself now seeing people who... I heard them grandstanding back in April and May and June. 
And now I'm finding them just kind of like, well, hanging out with my friends, peace. And it's like, either we're fucking locked down or we're not. Like, either we're doing this or we're not. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to react to it. Do I want to fucking go see people? Yeah. yeah. I, I'd love the fact that I have the rest of this week off. I'd love to be joking around BSing with you, fucking down to your place, taking half a day playing guitar and stuff like that. No. No. Yeah. Just no. And it's difficult to wrap my head around. So I'm having a lot of trouble with that whole process. And the other side effect of it is that because of everything that happened, because I got laid off because of the pandemic, because of people not being able to follow a simple instruction of, of mass and social distancing in the beginning, what have you, to try and really cut down on that so that we could be able to do more open things and just try and maintain a bit of distancing or just mass or what have you, or just don't fucking shake hands or don't, you know, like lick your hand hands and high five other people like <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know like my, my depression's getting bad Ugh. and i don't have health insurance to go and solve the problem which yeah. i'm sure a lot of people are like fucking welcome yeah and yes i understand that <laughs> yeah but i don't know how many people are openly talking about it but like i i'm finding myself being very like hot and cold some days which i had not really felt like i had at the very least felt on a strong enough level that I reflected upon it. Like mm -hmm. we all have bad days and good days and what have you, but like the, you know, two, three days in a row where I'm like, okay, I can't kick this. I like, I don't know what to do to kick this, but I can't kick this. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with it at this point. And it's not cutting it. And I'm finding myself getting growingly more combative with other people about it because I'm getting frustrated at them and I'm trying to do my best to not be that fucking guy where I'm like, or you could stop being a fucking asshole. Just, just a thought, <laughs> just a thought. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know what to do with it. Maybe when you're working like at the facility, maybe that'll, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that will help. Give you something else. I'm concerned. To... Right. But I'm also concerned about, you know, I, I'm going to end up having to, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure there's going to be some conversation about enforcing mask policy. Yeah. And that's going to be a whole experience. Yeah. And if I end up being the only one in the office wearing a mask and I'm the only one in the office wearing the mask. Got double but, up. <laughs> I <don't know>. like, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like i just i don't know i don't know what to do with any of that yeah and i'm sure a lot of people are going through what i'm going through right now and i imagine there's quite a few people who are hearing me going yep and i <laughs> i think there's also a real fear of like i don't have a solution and I usually feel pretty confident that like I try and be the quick idea guy of like, all right, cool. We have a problem. Let's try and figure it out and, and try and do things. And like getting out of the house definitely helps. Video chats with people definitely helps, but it's I not, don't know how enough. to solve the rest of it. It's yeah. not enough. It's not well, like, enough. It, 
and we're not made to do this like yeah yeah like i even extroverts don't do well in isolation mm-hmm. and you and i are very much extroverts i i i would say for me it depends on the situation because i don't like new people <laughs> you, yeah okay but you also don't mind going out and doing things you like experiencing things yeah you like going to get the foods and going to do this and that and like yeah, yeah. you don't trust easy yeah but you also don't like being sedentary you're not right. a lazy person yeah. and in turn I think that that hatred and lazy is probably not the right word for it, but you don't sit still well. It's something you and I share. Yeah. So sitting for work and then doing work all day, doing the silly schedule that you do because you work way too much (laughs) and then not being, you always have though. Yeah. And then not being able to have that outlet of the climbing gym or what have you. I I imagine that's got to be wearing on you a little. It's pretty tough. I actually, I actually started running again, which is awful. Running sucks. Yeah. <laughs> running is, is terrible. Whoever invented running was a masochist. <laughs> I assume it wasn't really invented running. I assume <laughs> yeah. it was something larger than them chasing them. No, no, no. And then all but, of a sudden they were no. like, oh God. Yeah, for sure. But like whoever invented running as leisure activity was nuts because before running was a survival thing. Like I don't want to die from this bear. <laughs> I, I would love to do just a series of podcasts with you where we talk about people who just intentionally pick bad ideas in the name of health. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> the the three-parter we could do on Kellogg and the cornflake <laughs> and the crazy shit that he did. <laughs> the daily enemas, the chair that shaked the shit out of you. Literally <laughs> like the Jesus Christ. fucking maniac. Maniac. <laughs> oh, Bruce Lee had one of those uh, those uh, electric shock belt things and like electrodes to his who to his muscles. So like when he was doing other stuff, he could just still be exercising by giving himself like electrical shocks. And stuff. I you know what? I'm not even convinced that it actually does anything other than impresses the shit out of everyone around him. <laughs> like because you know what that is. He's not wearing that. Like he doesn't put those on. And then suddenly start looking like a '70s drifter by throwing a a like loosely knit uh poncho over his head that looks like a mexican blanket or anything like yeah, he yeah, is yeah. using that as an excuse to walk around shirtless yeah yeah for sure just, <laughs> yeah like i assume hey, it's just basically like yeah it's <laughs> it's him using an excuse to walk around in what i assume are silk pants incredibly comfortable shoes completely shirtless electrodes all over him Someone like either the electro wires being very long and him pacing and yeah. lecturing people for no particular reason yeah, yeah, yeah. or him holding the, the machine with one hand open palm and in the other hand, slowly enjoying a plum. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm working out. Boom, 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 right. Yeah. Just, just right. And just giving out these like quick, you know, very, you know, very platitude style advice and yeah, just yeah. slowly in between and this <clears throat> this is the tell this is how you know he's done he makes a statement pauses looks at you 
takes a long bite of the plum and then continues to walk and casually every so every six steps or so looks up makes eye contact with you and then continues on and the second you go to rebut he immediately hits you with another one and you're like fuck bruce god like, damn it bruce fuck right yeah <laughs> Oh my god. That's probably what right, it was. Because That's probably exactly right, what it was. Right. And who's gonna tell Bruce Lee to shut the fuck up? Because <laughs> you're afraid you're gonna get fucking hurt. Like it's just, <laughs> I've no idea whether or not Bruce was actually a violent man, but I know the idea of him looking at you and going like this is a fucking real threat. Like Yeah, it's it's different from are. anyone else doing that. Everyone else is yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. Bruce opens yeah. his hand and you'll be like Right, yeah, because you know what the difference is between Bruce Lee and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doing that? Yeah. Reach. That's it. The damage <laughs> yeah. is the same. Yeah. That's it. It's strictly reach. Oh, man. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I don't know, Brandon. Maybe you need some like to work on you know... your pecs. <laughs> It'll be different. <laughs> that's that's been its own problem too finding the motivation to work out yeah that's why i started running today because it was just like i gotta do something yeah like i've got to figure out a way to get into a daily routine like I, i'm convinced i need a daily routine now because i had been doing like the every other day weight training and and you know calisthenics and what have you and i'm finding excuses to skip days yeah and it's like oh okay well we want to work out together okay well she's got a thing in the evening we've got this here like so it's like okay now i'm just finding excuses not to do it and it's like okay yeah this is its own problem like yeah so i don't know that's that's been what i've really been kind of i don't even know if geeking's the way like geeking in the way of like i've been digging into it and trying to solve it and trying to like really wrap my <clears throat> head around it the same way i do anything else that i see that i get really fucking excited about but yeah i i've yet to figure out that in the same way that i can everything else and i'm not i'm relatively convinced that a way to solve it at least temporarily is to just throw money at it but that's not a smart call right now really in general because retail therapy is a temporary uh solution to something although practicing drums is a lifelong thing <laughs> You know, I got to believe that there is, there is, the drums are a weird, like, like Venn diagram for me. Cause it's like, I'd like to do something physical. I'd like to do something musically. I'd like to do something motivating that I really enjoy. And it's like, well, I've, I've managed to kind of get that perfect kind of <laughs> yeah. triple diagram sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's what's, it's what's brought me back to that whole thing. But I also like, I have trouble sitting down with my practice pad and just, tapping snares like i'm not bad if i sit like and i search like drumline videos or something like that and try and tap out and beats yeah. or whatever but i have trouble negotiating going from tapping like drumline style snares and rolls and what have you to trying to negotiate that where like i'm i'm now kick. doing a, a you know a kick drum that isn't kick, there symbol, that kick, doesn't have symbol. the snapback yeah. yeah and like it's am, it's I, a, am I doing yeah. like air toms is this what i'm doing now i'm, yeah. I'm you know ah, hey, no 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 it's a much different experience because I've, I've played drums. Like Johnny and I used to have a recording studio and we had a kit set up so we would have people come in and we would run cables and mics and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, so we would dick around on the drums every once in a while. And, and 
playing a pad is okay for reflexes and, and like, you know, keeping up, keeping it up. It is a different experience when it's a full body workout because it's a full body workout because you got, yeah. you got both feet going, you got your hands going like, and then you get into those weird fucking time signatures, like 16, 16, yeah. 15 or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to be able to put on some of my favorite, like I've been cultivating <clears throat> a, a playlist of just my favorite drum breakdowns from my favorite drummers and like, yeah, and, and finding <laughs> myself, like, as I'm listening to things, gravitating toward things that really get me going. Yeah. But without having that outlet to be able to do the thing, I, yeah. I, I can't. And I, I, you know, I need an electric guitar that's got a really tight bridge to be able to play Thunderstruck. Yeah. I can play Thunderstruck in my head, but until I can start fucking doing the, the tapping and then the tapping and the tapping and the tapping, I can't. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you'll have a lot of fun and it'll be great because you can play at any point in the day. You could be up late at night to like 3 a.m. banging away on the drums and you're not going to wake up anybody and it's going to feel yeah. great. It's going to feel yeah. great. Like drumming is fun as shit, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. So fun. So that's, that's my hope is that I'll find that that will be the thing that really starts to draw me in. Yeah, to really enjoy. It won't help, but at least you'll be drumming. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause, like, I don't know what what you're talking about is definitely. I think I think a lot of people are going through. And... Yeah, I'm sorry if I if I ended up kind of like stirring up the. And it's weird because every so often, right now, everyone I talk to feels like a lake, where we're all full and we all have things going on and we all have the stuff that we have to do and everything else like that. And so long as everyone's around on the surface, everything's fine. And the second something goes and stirs that silt down, all of a sudden everything gets fucking murky. And all of a sudden you're all like, well, I guess I got to deal with this. So, yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> and then after a couple days or whatever it is, you know, all the sediment kind of settles back down to the bottom or whatever it is. And, you know, and the fish are all, are all down low and the bottom feeders just kind of stay down there and you just kind of continue on. We can, <laughs> you know, we can go water skiing on top of the lake. So long as we're not really fucking with the bottom too much. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know, Jamie. What are you geeking out about? Uh, running. <laughs> I started running again. <laughs> did you did you get like new sneakers or anything else like that? Are you Nothing. like? You've never taken me as a sneakerhead. No, I wear. I I have two pairs of shoes right now. I have a pair of shoes that I can walk for long distances, and I have a pair of running shoes. And I always okay. have a, I always have at least a pair of running shoes because every once in a while, I will get a bug that says, "Hey, you should go fucking run again." Um, so yeah, like the, so the climbing gym is open, earth treks is right. open and right. they, they have this thing where you can schedule an appointment and all blah, blah, yada, yada. They're probably doing as best as they can and given the circumstances and Audrey's climbing because, um, that's, that's what her group of friends do all, all in like I used to climb all the time, every day, and I would, I would climb, 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 and she never got to do it as much as I did. So I was like, well, it's open. You should fucking go. 
but one of us should not just in case shit happens. So like if, right. if, if you get sick, at least I'll be, I, I won't be sick, you know? So I was like, right. yeah. one of us should not do the thing. And you know, you should do the thing because you have some other friends that are, are anxious to get out of the fucking house as well. So, yeah. um, so in the meantime, I haven't been doing shit. Like my exercise, my thumbs are quite agile right now. Um, and, and my shoulders are quite agile right now from just drawing in every day. And, and this pointer yeah. finger using a mouse for like motion graphics, like th this hand, this, this arm, this arm is ready to go. If this yeah. was, if this was my body, it, it'd be yeah. fine. It'd be set. Yeah. Yeah. You forearms for days, just yeah. all day. Like, <clears throat> and like, you know, these, these fingers, like I can crush things. The rest yeah. of this. Mm, mm -mm. Um, so I, so I started running again did two and a half miles today because i'm an idiot nice no that's good how you feeling i like like i was running which is terrible um no yeah but i used to i used to run cross country and track um in high school uh and so like you know during college if i would get antsy and shit i would just start running around the campus and and you know just checking stuff out so yeah. I mean, running, running has been an on again, off again, on again, off again, on and again, off again. And I figure I'm not going to the gym. We're not doing any of those like exercise challenges where like one day you do one push up, next day you do two push ups, and, and you stack them like that. <clears throat> um, so I was like, well, I'll run. I can listen to Tokusatsu podcasts and run, <laughs> which is what I like. I don't listen to our network, I don't listen to our podcast, I listen to anime. Podcast and Tokusatsu podcast. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, so I started today, and then tomorrow I'll do intervals, like you know, just up and down, up and down, up and down. And then like the next day I'll do a long run, and then more intervals, and then you know, two rest days. Like I have a whole routine from back when I was running Good track man. and cross country and stuff. So I do not enjoy running. It is not fucking fun, but I'm doing it. Because I don't think anybody I, really enjoys running. Mm, you, mm, <laughs> you'd be surprised because I know a couple I would. Of, I, I I would. I know a couple of people who that's what they do, and like I have friends who run marathons and shit, and and it's like breathing to them. It's like it's like they get excited about it. They have their routines. They are also morning people. So what the fuck is that about? <laughs> so they're a bit like ass crack of dawn. Like when it's when it's. When it's hot, it doesn't matter because a runner will get up at like four or five before the sun does, and they'll 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 run their five mile warm up, and then get in their their ten miles, and then do like another five mile cool down. So, I have met people like this, and they are amazing to me, like zero percent body fat, eating like everything. So no, no, I I have the I have the eating everything part down. I just need to add in the running part. Now, so. um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Running is great. Um, all right, Brandon. So I got this idea when we were talking this morning. Uh, and it is back to politics, but I think we can make it interesting and entertaining. So, okay. so 
Brandon Chalmers. Uh, yeah. There are going to be uh, debates. Uh, we're going to have three. De- we typically have three debates up in the air when they're scheduled. Who knows if anyone's going to show up? Wait, wait, hang on. Are we just strictly talking presidential? Or are we talking both presidential we're, and vice presidential? We'll we'll do both because okay, cause, fair cause fuck it. Because yeah. we have we got three we got three presidential debates. We got one vice presidential debate. The problem is that neither of these candidates have proper management. And by proper management, I am thinking of WCW days, old school WWE, WWF days, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart coming out. You've got uh, Jeff Jarrett as the manager. Like we, we want to book these events like wrestling events. We want, we want the glass shattering. We want theme songs. We want to make these entertaining for the people because if it's going to be a shit show, let's turn into the skid and make it the shittiest shit show. And the shittiest thing that you and I both enjoy on purpose occasionally is professional motherfuck wrestling. Brandon Chalmers, I need you to book me a debate series as you would book a wrestling event. A debate series. A debate series. First off, you don't do three. You don't do three. Okay. You don't do three. Because here's the way I see it, right? Right now, you are verbally sparring. You're trading blows. You're trading promos. Biden sits back in his his area, throws his sunglasses on. You think that guy's going for a big public bike ride? Everyone else masks off. Uncle Joe? Nah, man. Mask on. Huffing it out. Sunglasses. Aviators on. Whole time. Making sure. And when he sees a camera, if you notice... Because he's putting the work in, he's gripping that bar real hard to so get the sinews going yeah. on in that forearm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wants to look tough. Right. So Joe's doing it already, right? Mm-hmm. And whoever puts him in charge. Now, the biggest thing I would do is one of two things I would limit his exposure to anyone, anyone asking a substitute question. Because here's the thing. The way I see it, Trump is so combative with everyone. His plan is solid. It's, a, a, you know, the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. Attack, and, attack, 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 attack. Right, attack. yeah. And, and he, does he hit them all out of the park? No. But that dude shrugs bad shit off like water off a duck. Yeah. Like, yeah. couldn't understand how to say Yosemite, said it wrong twice, continued on like nothing happened. He Anybody asking like the question about it? Right. But that's what I'm saying. You he never completely loses. forgot that he, right. Yeah. He botched that shit. And then we move right the fuck on. Like yeah. no yeah. hesitation. Yeah. Right. So he's already got it. And if you think for a second, he hasn't had some real formal training and cutting promos. Ask what used to be his, what is it? His small business secretary, Linda McMahon, or his yeah. close personal friend, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that at no point along the way, he sat down with some people who are yeah, in wrestling yeah. and predominantly, to my understanding, a lot of the older generation are all old school Republicans. And I got to believe there's probably quite a few of them who really like the Donald and are probably very happy to give him wrestling promo shit and you could tell one of these old school guys you get to be donald trump and they go outstanding and then they would (laughs) stand up there and cut promo after promo against each other being battling donald's and all you have to do is just set a video camera up there yeah hey 
here's 500 bucks. Hang out with these old guys and start just cutting promos. And that's all you have to do is just cut promos about yourself. Cut promos against other people. Go ahead and rip apart Joe. Yeah. That's, like that's, that's been his whole thing. So yeah, the way I see it, right? If I'm Trump's campaign manager, double down on everything that you're doing. Absolutely avoid any sort of substantive conversation and basically only attack from this point forward. Don't discover anything new. Yeah, just no Goldberg. People, just no Goldberg nothing. it out. Just Goldberg it out. Yeah, just right. You spear, you show up. Spear, yeah. spear, spear. Play the hits. Yeah. Play the hits. Yeah. Oh, you you are the Rolling Stones. Nobody gives a fuck what Mick Jagger is writing today. <laughs> no one. Yeah. If for sure. Mick came out and had an, a like a little pamphlet or whatever it is, I mean like I got some new ideas. Fucking Keith Richards would take the needle out of his arm and slap that book to the ground. <laughs> Just no. We no, play brown you sugar you like we're supposed to. Yeah. And then we move the fuck on. We do encores. That's what we do. <laughs> Angie's calling. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you you want to have us release a new album? You know what we do? Covers and live and live tracks. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't need to expand the set. Yeah. Like, there's no new music that the Stones are going to write that's going to change the world. There, there is no wind of change for the Rolling Stones right now. That's oh, it. They're, oh, they're wind, wind of change. Their window <laughs> has closed in that sense. Now, do they still have gravitas and notoriety and capability and, and, and like, just sheer will to move on? Yes, they have yeah. all of those things. Trump's the stones. Yeah. All right. So what do you got for Papa Joe? How does Papa Joe come back? So, the, the, the Goldberg, the political Goldberg. So Papa Joe needs to figure out how he loosens up a little bit. And what I mean by loosens up is when he tries to be cool, he's real bad, mm -hmm. but he's also real bad at getting pushed. So I would put him on a strong regimen of getting daily nagged on like i would so hire he's used to it so he's used to it genuinely i would hire <laughs> the most insulting comics to just follow him around and rag on him like yeah genuinely i i i would i would pick the most insulting comics that you can get your hands on if you've run a comedy central roast it like <laughs> i i would hire you to literally Je Jeff Ross is yes. who I would hire. Yes, yes. And I would have Jeff Ross just follow Joe Biden around <laughs> and needle him to the point where Joe fights back. Yeah. Because the only way that you fix his, sorry, his inability to just respond is just practice. Yeah. Because he gets when he gets rattled, you can tell he loses his train of thought. He just kind of yeah. just right. Yeah, like, he does. He deflates. He just kind of everything goes. He down. does not have that comedic timing, and he doesn't have that comedic bite. Yeah, and I think that is forged. Like the best comedians get better by being exposed to other comedians because it forces them to up their bar. It's it's yeah. the old bit, the aristocrats. Yes, 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 yes. 
it, it's, you know, you got to be in a room with people who are funnier than you in a lot of ways and push that envelope. We you got to be willing to tiptoe around things and say things that make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And he's got to figure out a way to do it where he just directs it at Donald and doesn't put his fucking foot in his mouth. Yeah, we need the Delaware destroyer, not the Delaware deflated, whatever. Like, yeah, I, right. I, I need Joe to come out and basically just have swagger. Yeah. And I don't care if he does like a, a mostly sober Dean Martin impression where he just kind of comes out, hangs out, drink in hand, just kind of walks out. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those like, America, you know me. I hung out with you. I am your favorite grandpa. Now, <laughs> yeah. if I had to take a guess, and I'm going to take a guess, <laughs> you all are doing what I'm doing right now, trying to make your way through what you're seeing on the news. Hang on a second. That's smooth. You know, <laughs> the only way that I've been able to cope is with little vices. Now, luckily I'm, you know, I've done pretty well for myself. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, I've got a good family and I'm very fortunate for that. I got my wife and, you know, and my son and the memory of my late son and, you know, my, my grandkids. And I, I'm very fortunate. And I know a lot of people aren't as fortunate as I am. So I think what we all need to do right now is sit down, pour a drink, and let's talk about how rolling back the payroll tax will absolutely gut Medicare and Medicaid and how you won't actually have your safety net when you get older. And your vote matters right now. So take a long draw from me <laughs> and uh, give it a little thought. Yeah. I've been Joe Biden. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Wow. And then just literally like him basically like do, do a live review of Trump's daily briefing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, cracks a beer all right so every time you want to cringe at the screen you take a drink here we go <laughs> China virus. oh Bam. god right just, <laughs> i just literally just you reshow the the trump uh, press conference and you literally just do it like a reaction video you have joe just stare at the thing and go the fuck <laughs> right yeah and just yeah. like mouthing the fuck and then like take a drink every time and then just when you're done, just like crush the beer, just Kobe it into a recycling bin, <laughs> look off and just kind of go, November can't come soon enough. Yeah. And then just walk away. <laughs> what does he have to say? What, yeah. Like, what does he have to say? Yeah. The only thing that can happen by him going out there and doing all these long-winded press conferences and Kamala doing all these long-winded press conferences is put their foot in their mouth. It's like I said the last time we talked about this. The second you give reporters the opportunity to be reporters again, they're going to go after whatever they can because they need the story. They yeah. want the sound bite. And so they're going to go after it. And Democrats will answer because they don't know anything. Right. Democrats will get into the no, weeds. it's not that they don't... No, it's not that they don't know any better. It's that that's what's supposed to fucking happen. Yeah, But we've exactly. lowered the bar so much that we have to start controlling the narrative. Yeah. You have to be able to pivot. Well, what do you, what do you have for the undercard? You got the Pence and you got the Kamala. What, what do you got for those two? 
so Pence, I already saw what was going to happen because I don't know if you noticed, but he did an interview maybe like two weeks ago with a Christian TV network where Ooh. he literally had like the stained glass backdrop behind him and everything where he talked about how he was really disappointed in Chief Justice John Roberts and how he hasn't been a strong supporter of Christian values. And he's already attacking the Supreme Court. So what Ooh. Pence is trying to do is secure down this this you know the religious vote and for every you know uh stormy daniels that trump has he's got pence in his corner going i'm religious enough for the both of us <laughs> i'm not gonna let him go awry he's the president of the united states i'm vice president of the united states for some reason something something happens where where the donald needs me i'm gonna be there for him and I'm going to use my strong Christian values as a guiding light for all of my decision-making. Because that's what America needs. Strong values and a guiding hand. You know, yeah, yeah. like how your father used to do. <laughs> and all this strong overtones of religious shit. But meanwhile, he's attacking the courts and every fucking hardcore christian voter is like well yeah because they just rolled back you know like yeah they've been picking a fight too and they've been doing their job but they've been picking a fight too that's all he's doing all kamala can do is be too much lightning at the bottom of the ticket hmm. like it's, it's too much energy so she's got to figure out a way now granted do i think in an open debate between the two of them she's gonna body the shit out of them Yes, but also, there's too far. Like, it, it's, it's already, they're already lowering expectations that she's nasty and she's mean. And you go, well, yeah, we've heard this before with Hillary, but really what they're doing is saying that if she does anything other than coddle Pence, she's just being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're lowering expectations on Pence having to go after her. And all he has to do is basically do the whole, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a religious man with a strong religious background. and I'm, I'm a choir boy. Cheek. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm an I'm innocent to, choir boy. Right. I'm taught to turn the other cheek and, and to forgive and to understand and to listen. And I'm just, I'm here to listen to the American people. And that's, that's really what I'm here for. I'm not here to attack anyone. That's not what I'm here for. Now, clearly... Clearly, my opponent is here to attack, to knock me down a peg, to, to win, to own me, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever just, that is. <laughs> because he's not going to get caught in a, in a soundbite of him yeah. saying, I'm going to own Kamala Harris because Jesus Christ, how bad does that look? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, and he might... But he it's, might... So, it's so easy for him to fucking slam dunk this because... Everyone has basically started doing this. Like, if you are hardcore, hardcore left, you want her to basically do everything shy of go three rounds like Rocky Balboa and yeah. beat him into the ground. Yeah, and that but and it that plays into that actually. Right, but like, does that actually help anything? Does she have the ability to be controlled enough to take moderate or fence voters? And go, what happens if something happens to Biden? Because everyone's doing that math. Yeah. 
that's that's an interesting point that I hadn't thought of before because like I I don't pay attention to Pence and I think a lot of people don't but it's that that very religious voter that definitely does and right and yeah that's that's man that's so fucking evil it's so fucking simple yeah. it's so fucking evil because he literally doesn't have to do anything no he doesn't he, he doesn't have to do he anything. basically has to show up yeah he has he has to show up and not be a smug asshole and like and, that's that's yeah. it yeah and if he plays it straight like just straight across the board doesn't doesn't go overboard doesn't overextend <laughs> fuck fuck brandon fuck <laughs> Why is the undercard so much more interesting than the overcard now? <laughs> because we already know what's going to happen with, with, the, with the main title card. By the way, that's why I don't think there's actually going to be three debates. Yeah. One, because I don't think that, that Trump will want to do that without an audience. Yeah. Two, I'm curious how they'll end up actually doing it in the first place because I know Biden won't want an audience and Trump will insist on one. Yeah. And if they do it virtually, um, they're not going to be able to, no one's going to be able to control it. Cause like they'll, they'll just be able to talk over each other, talk over each other, talk over well, each they're other. Not gonna, each they're, other. I guarantee you, they're not going to do it virtually. They'll, they'll do an in-person thing much like they did with, you know, with Biden and Harris being in the same room and just distance apart or whatever it is. Like, frankly, if you keep them to the podium and you don't let them do the, the wandering one that they did, oh, right, right, Trump right, basically right. got to stalk Hillary. Yeah then you can absolutely have one. Put them in their own Pope booth. I don't think you need a Pope booth. Just let them be controlled adults and let that be the whole thing. If Trump can't stand still, let Biden be able to have that Jeff Ross training and going, look at this crazy fuck. He's already (laughs) been told that he needs to keep six feet and he still can't stand still. You know who else can't stand still? Children. Petulant (laughs) children. Yeah. Yeah. And just, he literally has to be able to just go in over and over again. And he's got to be able to just dig into it. Because ultimately, the way I see it, Biden has to be the steady hand, but he also has to be able to slap Trump around a little bit. Yeah, He's got to be able to stand tall. And I think the only things that <clears throat> Biden really has that he can slump, like he can slap Trump around about is his physical nature. It's, it's got to be the whole thing of, like, him warming up. I swear to God, you could absolutely win this whole thing if right before the actual, like, before they got out there, it's Biden stretching out and then doing a few push-ups. Oh, yeah. Right beforehand. No suit jacket, just in the shirt, just tie tucked into his shirt, just banging out some push-ups in the back. And Trump very awkwardly kind of standing there, posturing or whatever and joe just just getting a pump on and then just kind of standing back and then just full-on bartlett that fucking jacket Boom. Just the, the swing and then just kind of snap that thing together and then button yeah. the thing and then walk out there and just have him literally just walk out take his handkerchief out of his uh, of his uh his vest out of his jacket and dab his forehead and go it's a little toasty in here and then <laughs> put it back in because you know these theaters are fucking freezing. Oh, yeah. And just, right. And just, you know, put it back in and then literally just kind of do one of those like, hey, how's it going? And yeah. he has to just be your cool grandpa. And he has to just be willing to be like, 
yeah, there are some things that I definitely got wrong and I need to just be able to just kind of own up to it and move on. You know, like this is, this is what we got to do. But what we can't do yeah. is continue on with this charade. You can't gut the post office. You can't gut everything and you can't privatize everything. This man can't even handle privatizing things properly because he's given more money to Amazon than anybody else. And the one company he's been trying to stifle is Amazon and he can't seem to get out of his own way. And he literally controls Congress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a swing at Bezos. Fucks it hurt. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would love to see that, that Joe. And that Joe has been around before. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's the, he needs to have Obama there as like his spirit animal. Yeah. He literally lights up like Christmas morning. Like yeah. Joe Biden is every sad kid who's got a dad in the military. <laughs> we're like, you see them? Well, like you see them in the classroom and they're always <clears throat> like, you know, they're pretty well behaved or whatever it is. And all of a sudden dad comes home from service and it's Christmas and him like, be up at the chalkboard or whatever it is and then answer the question and then turn around and literally go dad and just <laughs> and literally just like halfway through this thing i would want barack to just walk in in the back because that's a power move right there if you can figure out a way to get barack to walk in halfway through and not be on camera you watch joe light up like christmas morning and trump get fucking sully as shit yeah yeah but if they can't do that, Joe's got to figure out a way to be more in the other direction. Yeah. He's got to be open and understanding, but not way too extreme. Yeah. Because he's got to get the moderate voter. But yeah. he's got to be able to body Trump enough that people who are on the fence, and frankly, if you're on the fence, Jesus Christ. Where have you it. been? Where have you been? Yeah, I, I, I get it. And believe me, I'm sure there were other election years that you wanted to do your protest vote. Fine. I genuinely, I stand by the statement. I don't think this is one of those years. I no. ask of you to, to really get serious no, 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 about no. it. And if you want to put out a protest vote, if you want to vote third party or what have you, I think once the next president has been decided, I think you go and you start working for that political party. You really start digging in because I got to be honest with you, the next election starts the day after the last election. Yeah. But yeah, that's for me, I can't see them doing more than one debate. I can't see it being close quarters like it was. So you're not going to get any more of these, these looming photos of, of Trump behind him or whatever it is. Yeah. And you can only say too much if you have a D behind your name. Yeah. So you got to figure out whatever you're going to say has to be quick and biting, but not too biting. And I think you need to have somebody who really understands how to quip to get in there. You need the excellence of execution. Cause no, you can... Bret Hart's a terrible promo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you, you need, you need to be precise with your hits. They need to be factual. Yeah. They need to be precise and they can't, they can't be like, don't be, no, 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 no. Don't be factual. Don't be facts. Don't put out facts. <clears throat> we live in idiocracy right now. We are a soundbite and a platitude away from making every bad choice we've ever made. Facts don't matter anymore. So now, now you got to speak in grandiose statements that can't be proven wrong because if you're able to give Fox News 
and or in the inverse, MSNBC, anything to chase after, that's all they chase after. Yeah. So you got to be willing to basically, like I genuinely think the smartest thing that they could do is go up there and call Trump fat and incapable literally for an hour. <laughs> And that would get under his skin so bad. Of course it would. <laughs> of course it would. Yeah. Just, just And <clears throat> let Joe use things like, you know, leading up to the convention or, or leading up to the, uh, the debate or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. So now I, saw, I saw the president out on the golf course. Look looks spry. Like, <laughs> use words that you only talk about the elderly with. Yeah. And oh, go out yeah. and then go and then go. Yeah. You know, and when he sees him and whatever it is, President Trump just wanted to say hello. I like that suit looking very spelt. That's nice. Draw attention to it. What's what's Trump going to do? Glad you're awake. Like, yeah. You've been spending your whole time just doing nothing but but bodying him over and over again. Why not? Yeah. Cuz all everyone's going to talk about is how Biden's a health risk and how you're really voting for Kamala. So let that not be a topic. Show how active Biden is. Mm-hmm. Like, and let him pick on Trump. You know, oh, I, he didn't take, you know, I bet he couldn't pass the test that I took. Biden, look right at the camera. Why would I take a dementia test? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it would be great. Like, instead of fireside chats, he could have, like, exercise side chats. Like do yeah, no don't don't overdo that. Remember, Paul Ryan overdid that. Oh, that's true. You can't there. There's a law of diminishing returns because remember, Paul Ryan tried this. I think against Biden, and it and it backfired. <laughs> yeah. But the reality is, is that was a terrible plan because Barack wasn't going anywhere unless he got a, unless like something really terrible happened to him. But like he was fine. So there was no concern about that. So there's no mm-hmm. like calling Joe old didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like it, it did nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, my experience is what brings me to the table. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's why. Yeah. Like he <laughs> made milkshakes. I, I came to his yard. This is what we were <laughs> yeah, doing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh man. Well, I, yeah, I can't. I, and I think in that case, you know, he like Barack made phosphates and then brought the the septuagenarians in, and just yeah. that's, that's what happened. Uh, I can't say that I'm looking forward to the debates. Um, I'm genuinely afraid of them. Like I was excited yeah. for the for the vice presidential debate very briefly, and then yeah, it all settled in. Yeah, and this is the terrifying part about my brain is I have an uncanny ability to start really like long gaming things and be like, I'm just watching everyone around me go, Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? and, and I was excited about the VP until you said what you said. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch any of these. I'm just going to, no, 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 no. I'm going to make a pizza. I'm going to say, make a pizza, make a pizza. Always, always make a pizza. Always make a pizza. Like I just take it from the guy who is, Openly giving Joe Biden advice on doing workout videos. Always make a pizza. Always make like a pizza. This, this, no bay, no you know way. What? Always make a pizza. <laughs> Fucking do a cast. ADP, always be pizza. Like, this is how this works. <laughs> like, if, if I've learned anything about any movie I've ever watched, the fat best friend never goes out of style. And Joe, if you were looking for a wingman to try and lock down that, because I got to be honest with you, Jamie, you know what an independent 
voter who might be on the fence looks like me. They look like me. <laughs> yeah. Let's not pretend. Yeah. They're overweight, bearded white guys with a self-inflated sense of platitude who think they're, they're underemployed and downtrodden and beaten and everything else like that. And you need to just have one guy just kind of going around going, yo, Joe, what the hell's up with, I don't know, TikTok? And he goes, I don't know. I heard something about China and stealing data and everything else like that. I don't have time for that stuff. I got to work. And just have every one of them go, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to deal with any TikToks. And just, cool, <laughs> great. Because what happens? The TikTokers suddenly decide that Joe's an old guy? Fucking shocker. What are you going to lose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as he doesn't insult them and all he says is, I don't have don't time for it. I don't know anything about it, yeah. I don't know anything about it. I don't have time for it. Then yeah. you get this fun moment where he can fucking go on and you find the biggest TikToker or whatever it is, and it's him and them in mass or whatever it is, and him being on their TikTok. And all of a sudden, he's now getting free advertisements as he learns about TikTok. Yeah. And he can learn about TikTok on, like, I don't know, fucking Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That's the October surprise. That's, That's the October <laughs> surprise. Right. It's, it's him courting the younger vote in a way that he can handle by saying, oh, well, I know it's a pandemic and we've had my grandkids staying with me for, for a little bit now. We've all been in the same house to just try and make sure that we're having this sense of togetherness. And my grandkids begged me while we were going through the Halloween candy because they, they couldn't go out trick-or-treating this year, which is a shame well, thanks I just to the pandemic and how poorly it was handled. But I made sure the kids got trick-or-treat, so they went around every room and they trick-or-treated with their family. And now we're here and you know, little so-and-so wants to teach me how to TikTok. And you just, and it's them recording a video of him and his grandkid TikToking, and then everybody else fucking sharing that TikTok. And yeah. then just, it's so easy. It is so easy to just have him turn into the skid and go, yeah, I'm old. Of course I'm old. Yeah. Like, no surprise I'm old. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about what I do bring to the table. Yeah. I've, Already worked with this guy. I've already worked with this lady. I've already worked with this. I've done this. I've been wrong about things. I've been willing to admit I'm wrong about things. I'm trying to just get us back to zero so this way we can try and refresh things. Oh, God. Someone needs to get him to admit to being wrong because he doesn't do that. Like, that's one of his characteristics is like, I ne he never apologizes for anything. He never apologizes. And, and someone needs to, to fix that. Someone well, needs to get like, him to just fucking, sometimes you're wrong, Joe. <laughs> I, I think there's a genuine fear and I've, <clears throat> I've seen this and I've had this conversation with people who are like staunch Second Amendment supporters where there's this NRA, hang on, there's this, this NRA style argument of like, if you let people ban certain types of firearms, where does it stop? So you basically die on the hill of absolutely everything so that you never get to the stuff that they ever really care about. So if Joe continuously refuses to kind of admit that he's wrong, then he never has, has to get pinned down in an interview where they talk about some of the things that he's gotten wrong. Because he's afraid that everyone's going to pick apart. When you've been in, in, in politics as long as he has, there's a lot to pull, to pull apart. And I think there's got to be just a way for him to just own it and just go, I've been in politics a long time and I made the decisions that I did based on the conversations and the information that I had at the time. Have I been wrong about things? Absolutely. Well, I think see, we've all been wrong about things. He does the first part all the time. He does right. not do the second part. He and never. That's, why not? I don't why know not? why. 
but that's that's like one of his characteristics. Like I've been listening to the um, the Pod Save America podcast, and they've worked with him directly, and that's right. That's one of the things he Joe never apologizes. Joe never admits he's wrong. Joe will say stuff like that. That first part you said. I've been in a lot of pol- I've been in politics for years and years and years. I made right. decisions based on the given information at the time, you know, and things like that. But he will never admit right. that some of those decisions right, were wrong. Some of those. And I and I'm I'm convinced that someone in his camp says by you admitting that you've made the decisions that you made and yada yada, yada that's your way of giving an apology. And I'm saying that ain't enough. That that's not right. Yeah, you you need to just say I'm sorry. I'm learning and. I'm an old fuck, and if I can learn, so can you. So yeah, yeah. If I can, if I can be presented with new facts and new information at the age of insert whatever the fuck he is by the time he actually admits to any of this, yeah. Then so can you. Yeah, and that's what public service is about. It's about not only making decisions, but listening to people and listening to the younger generation because the younger generation, we have to make all of this shit better for them. We have right. to make all of this shit better for them. We and- can't. Leave the By place the way, in a worse place, in a worse way that we found it. Nope. You absolutely avoid that younger generation comment because all of a sudden it just becomes a lightning rod about conversations and questions about his stance on AOC and where she stands Ooh. with everything and you lose the narrative. God damn it. God damn it. You do. God, God damn it. She's political. She is political lightning. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Whether you agree with her or not, whether you want to pick something apart, whether you think she's qualified or not, right now she's too much poison. Like she just, she's going to sour anything because everyone loses their mind over the things that she says and you lose purpose in what you're talking about. Mm. So I think you avoid that younger generation thing. I also think that nobody gives a shit about the younger generation. We've been fucking singing about this shit since well before Live Aid, but fuck. Oh, God, Live Aid. <laughs> right, but like, I believe the children are the future. You know, let them pave the way and fucking, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I think there's a real issue now. You talk about right now. Why do we need to move to electric cars? Well, Gas prices are going to eventually start making their way up, and we cannot be solely reliant on tearing up the landscape to try and find oil and or be at the whim of another country because we don't generate enough of it to be self-sufficient in this sense. We need to start moving toward technology so this way the oil is available for people who will need it at the time while technology continues. Yeah. It's the simple premise of just, hey, do you want $9 a gallon gas? Because it's going to happen in your lifetime. Yeah. It's going to happen in your lifetime. It's a, You're it's going, a finite resource. It's a finite resource, and, and you will, in, even in your most rural of areas, probably in our lifetime, see $10 a gallon gas. And that'll be the tipping point, by the way. Keeping gas under $10 a gallon will absolutely be a political tipping point. Yeah. And that, that simple number of going to a gas station and having them add another digit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it won't be $9.99. It'll be $10.99. Yeah. God. That's it, when, like, it, and that's going to be the reality of it. That that's is, that, that's when you stay at home and print a pizza. Yeah. Uh, but like, well, no, I mean, that's, that's the point where you hope that 
I don't know, the hydrogen technology or the electric cars or what have you are more readily available and there's more charging points everywhere and people are smart about this stuff and what, like there's, there's more technology that is there to solve the problem. So this way, people who need the gas can afford it and be able to encourage this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to encourage tax credits. I'm going to encourage this. I'm going to make sure that there's more charging points. I'm going to include a national, you know, like I'm going to start infrastructure for national charging. I'm going to insist that, you know, any gas station uh, created in the next, I don't know, five years or whatever it is, is legally required to build two fast charging ports. I'm going to insist that the plug for charging for car chargers are universal. Yeah. So that no manufacturer can require a proprietary plug. Yeah. Like just something simple to be able to, to make these moves. Because once they start to normalize car technology, it'll be shit like that. It'll be Apple changing from the 30 pin to the lightning. Right. <laughs> and from the lightning to the USB-C. Like it'll be, yeah. it'll be like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you'll be looking for the converter, but then you'll find out that, oh, well, I've got an old electric car that uses a 30-pin connector, so charge is a lot slower, and I also need to carry my converter cable, but I don't have a converter here, or yet, like, it just... Yeah. There's got to be some universal kind of shit going on. Yeah. And it's got to be, like, there has to be some real government oversight as we start to change an entire network of how we do things. And you got to be smart enough to recognize it. And if you're not, we're going to fail. But you got to start talking about things that affect people right now. Your heating and air, your unemployment, your Medicare and Medicaid. If you scare people enough into realizing that you may be able to, you and I may be able to actually apply for Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. But will it still be funded by the time we pass? I don't know because reasonably we could be on that for well over 25 years. Mm -hmm. That's a long time to rely on an agency and a system that is a, is, you know, it's a, it's a political hot button topic. Yeah. I mean, imagine what happens if they tell everyone, Hey, so we privatize this or we remove this tax to be able to, help jobs in America and yada, yada, yada. But everyone who's on social security right now is going to be making 5% less. Oof. 5% in an already tight budget. Yeah. What goes? Like what, what are they, what are they sacrificing? Because their bills are still going up, but they're on a fixed income. Yeah. So, it, you know, they're already losing what? 2% a year based on inflation and now they've got to try and do that. And then that's when we set up the, the only fans for that's when we set up that geriatric only fan. Geriatric only fan. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody for everybody. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I, I, like, and we call it like charleston.com or something like Charleston. that. We just, we just, <laughs> Welcome to charleston.com. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Cause, and this is the thing, though, is I think you don't talk about the future. I think you talk about right now. 
the things that yeah. you're genuinely afraid of? What keeps you up at night? Because you're a, you're a single issue voter and you have trouble viewing things. We have trouble doing kind things for each other when we're all living. The idea yeah. of trying to make us right decision for our grandkids. Fuck. I don't know my grandkids. I don't know if I'm going to like my grandkids. Fuck my grandkids. Like just... <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put food on the table now. I gotta be able to cover things now. If yeah. I can't cover things now, how the fuck is there gonna be anything there for my grandkids? How the fuck are there gonna be grandkids? <laughs> I, yeah. Like, so I gotta believe that <clears throat> you gotta start marketing to people right now. You avoid that future thing. You avoid any sort of long-term thing. You start talking about how the sky's on fire right now. Everything is on fire right now. And every ad that you see that says that this is going to happen, the footage that they're using is from last week. Yeah. You start calling them out on this. Yeah. You start calling them out. But I don't know, man. Like, that's where my head is. <laughs> you know. Uh, call everybody out on it. And again, this is what I've been talking about where you, you just kind of try and the other thing is too, you got to make sure that you behave yourself because we all have to fucking live together in a bit. Sure. People who vote in the opposite of what you want are still going to be here the day after the election. You can't alienate everybody. You can't body everybody. You can't own everybody. <clears throat> Congratulations you're you're causing a real problem here yeah i don't know so way to bring down the room uh, well but at you least know, we can start our geriatrics only fans <laughs> but america if you're like me why don't you pour a nice long drink right now, by the way, I'm drinking uh, Jameson cask mates, Jameson, the official Irish whiskey of the Biden campaign. <laughs> That'd be great. Mm. Oh my God. That's smooth. Just like me. I'm <laughs> Joe Biden and I approve this message, <laughs> man. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I keep him the fuck away from women. Yeah, they gotta. I hope they do something. It's a it's a long uh, three months, two months, one month, however long it would. It, yeah, like I, I, I. By it's the way, long. I. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. Like, I, I wish SNL was back. I like. Yeah, because they could they could do all of this stuff on SNL and not have to worry about it. Right. But. <sighs> Uh, well, Brandon, uh, <laughs> where can people find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. For the record, I get into none of this shit on my Instagram, so uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk politics on social media. I don't think you can get anywhere. But uh, yeah. I'll only rant about it when you corner me, Jamie Niguchi. Uh, where can James, they find you, sir? Jamie Noguchi on Instagram, uh, Angry Zen Master on Twitter, where I do talk way too much about politics <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, so there's that. Also, I complain about Adobe products all the time. 
Because yeah. fucking, fucking media encoder. Oh my God. Media encoder. It has one job, Brandon, to encode my media. No. It never works on the first try. It never it works on the first jobs. try. Sorry, it has three jobs. One, to crash constantly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it does. Great at that. It does. It Two, is very good at to that. frustrate you, and it's even better at that than it is at crashing. Yeah. And then three to encode media. That's that's the hierarchy. <laughs> it does. It does those first two very well, and when yeah, it does see? when it does the third one, it takes twice as long to encode the piece well, yeah, of media that I'm trying to encode. Yeah, it's spending a lot of time. Encode. It spends a lot of time and effort doing the first two. Shit ain't easy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you know how everybody shouts you had one job? This one, it's got three. It's got three, and it only does the, the first two well. <laughs> yeah, I, how can you expect it to do three? It's got to make it through two to get started with. Yeah. You're just over there just making the media. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> how are you going to get it on the YouTubes? You got to encode it, bitch. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah. Encode my media. Catch me outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck. God. All right, I'm going to stop this. <laughs> Do it. <laughs>